You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Out of the Box is sponsored by HugMeTees.com. Spread love, give a hug, HugMeTees.com. Guys, as always, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. I want to give a shout out to the few people this week who added some positive comments onto our iTunes um, comment section. I really, really appreciate your comments. You know who you are. A couple of you have um, spoken to personally on email. And thank you so much for leaving those positive comments and reviews. I always encourage listeners, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a positive review on iTunes. Just go on iTunes.com or log into your iTunes app on your phone and look up out of the box podcast. Leaving a positive review helps our podcasts go up in the ranks and helps people find out about it. So that is the number one thing you can do to help us out. Um, if you've already done that, then check us out at outoftheboxpodcast.com and you can click on the donate button. We're now accepting Litecoins, Bitcoins, and all alternative currency. Um, I am on Twitter at FunnyRosie. And um, if you would like to see my stand up, then just at me um, at FunnyRosie and at your local comedy club on Twitter and recommend me and that'll help me get closer to where you are. Um, so this week, I have a very important topic that I want to talk about, and that is the most powerful force in the entire universe. It's not electricity. Um, it is not the sun. It is not oxygen. What could I be talking about? That is the power of belief. And no, this is not some hippie woo-woo episode about the magic of believing and doing whatever you can. And if you believe in yourself, anything can happen. Although I do believe that if you believe in yourself, anything can happen. Um, this is about something more powerful and strong than that. And that is the power of belief. So why is belief so powerful? Well, if you look at any war or any major um, negative thing that has been creative, created by mankind, it has been created by a conflict in beliefs, right? So any war that is currently going on is actually a war of ideas. It's one uh, country's belief about the way um, an area should be governed or about an economic situation or an economic um, issue. Or maybe it's over the belief of a certain territory that both countries have interest in. Or, you know, for millions of years, as we know, uh, there's been wars over the belief that one religion um, is superior or correct and another religion is wrong, right? And every argument that we have in our relationships um, stems to a battle of beliefs. You know, I'm right, you're wrong. Or I feel this way, you should agree with my feeling or belief. And um, I just went to see Inside Out this week, guys. Go see it. It's adorable. It's a new Disney Pixar um, film. And it deals with a lot of psychology and emotional intelligence um, which I absolutely love. And there's a really funny joke. I'm totally not giving anything away because it's still funny after you see it, where the two emotions are trying to get back to the brain and they're on this train and they get into a little, you know, car uh, train accident. And there's a box that says facts and a box that says opinions and all of the thoughts inside get mixed together. And um, the main 
emotional character joy goes, oh, no, all the facts and opinions are getting mixed up. And the other character goes, oh, that's fine. That happens all the time and puts them in, you know, in the wrong box. So that that has a lot to do with belief is a lot of times people mix facts and beliefs. Uh, Belief is interchangeable with opinion. And what happens is we identify with those beliefs and they become part of our identity. And then what we do is we defend those beliefs and we become close-minded to what other people have to say in contradiction to our beliefs. Um, This is why you can meet two very, very intelligent people, extremely intelligent people that you may look up to and respect and they're very, very logical, yet they will have two different beliefs and they can get into a fight about it. And you're thinking, wow, you guys are both really intelligent people. Why can't you just work it out? And the reason it's so difficult for people to look past their beliefs is because of what I just said is that they associate it and attach it to their actual identity. So let's explore that a little more. And let me explain that for those of you who might be a little bit confused. So I am a woman, according to what society says, and according to what we have defined in society as what a woman, you know, should be. I have a vagina, which is how we define woman um, in our society. And so I have certain beliefs about being a woman. So unfortunately, some of these beliefs belong to me, and they're my beliefs that I've thought up on my own. But the majority of the beliefs that I have about being a woman, they come from my family, they come from society, they come from the media. And this is true for all of us. So we have this set of beliefs that are um, set and kind of sculpted by things that are have nothing to do with us right? Any of you let your kid um, sit in front of the TV for hours on end, or any of us grew up as latchkey kids, right? We had a bunch of beliefs dumped into our head that we're not even conscious of from, you know, the mainstream media. And you watch some of these um, cheesy movies from the 70s and 80s and stuff, or whenever generation you were born, and you're like, imagine all that subconscious BS dumped into your brain, So, you know, what are some of the modern beliefs, just as an example for you guys to understand that are beliefs, but they're not true. They're not facts. So what about the basic gender belief that pink is a girl color, right? So we have this belief that pink is a girly color. It's a feminine color, but this has not always been true. You know, pink used to be associated with masculinity. And so, you know, the same thing with dresses and high heels, Right. If you look back at, you know, certain gentlemen from the 1700s, they have these long coattails. They're wearing heeled shoes for riding on horses. And so there's guys wearing high heels. You know, they're not wearing five inch stiletto heels, spiked heels, but they're wearing high heels. And so it's very important for us to look at our beliefs and decide which ones do we actually believe And which ones were we brainwashed from our culture, society, religion, and others? Because what happens is we take these beliefs and we accept them that they're ours, and then we internalize them and identify with them. And then we become very, very close minded. Because, you know, 
it's our identity. This is who we are or who we think we are. But really, it's not who we are at all. It's what we've been brainwashed by other people. And so I think it's just really, really important for us to stop and question our beliefs, not only question um, who you are, but question why you believe these things. And a lot of people are really afraid to question who they are. You know, they're, they're afraid that their identity will be lost, that, you know, they won't belong somewhere, or they won't belong, you know, who, who are, who am I if I'm not a woman, or who am I if I'm not, you know, an African American, or who am I if I'm not Hispanic, or who am I if I'm not an Asian woman or a man. And so there's a fear that you will be lost. And what I can say is that actually you learn to know yourself better and you have a stronger sense of who you are and you let go of some beliefs and you may hold on to other ones and it helps to reaffirm your beliefs that you really do believe that. So it's very, very, very important to question your beliefs and say, hey, where did this come from? Where did I get this? I mean, these are really, really deep questions that... Unfortunately, the majority of time we're not able to answer because we're running around with our head cut off. We're running around going to school. We get home from school. You know, maybe we have sports or maybe we have after school activities. We have homework. Then we're done with that. It's on to college. We're done with that. We need to get a job. We need to pay the bills. We're caught in this rat race mentality, which is why I really, really encourage everyone to get their finances in order and get out of the rat race. Because the rat race is a way to keep us trapped on a hamster wheel. And so we're not educated and empowered and able to think really about very, very deep, profound questions like, what is the meaning of my life? What do I believe? What is my purpose here on earth? And so then we we turn into a, a zombie of getting bills paid. I know a lot of people like this, and I know you do too, and I'm sure that you even may be one of these people that's just a zombie. You're just waking up nine to five, Monday through Friday, paying the bills. You're so exhausted on the weekend that all you want to do is veg out or go to the bar and get drunk or go to a movie. And you don't want to think. You really don't want to think. And I don't blame you. I'm not I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because we all have to keep a roof over our heads. But what happens is that we get so into the rat race grind that we don't realize who we really are and the, and who we really are is the person underneath all these beliefs and societal brainwashing. And because we become these rat race figures that are just grinding away to get the bills paid, we become very disempowered. And when we get disempowered, we don't become a contributing member of society. You know, we just become a droid you know, here to pay bills, here to do whatever, here, you know, my vote doesn't count. I don't matter. I just got to get through the week. I just got to survive. And really, these are all fake paradigms. The reason they're fake is because we're living in a point in history now, a point in time, where even the poorest people in our society have more and have a better, not only education and not only better lifestyle than people did in the middle class 
for thousands and thousands and thousands of years before us. Because before you would die very, very young from childhood diseases, you would die from lack of clean water. And I understand that many countries still suffer from lack of clean water and lack of electricity. But, you know, you didn't even have electricity for, you know, that millions of years. So we actually have more than we've ever had. And we have an easier life than we've ever had. You know, with smartphones and and electronics and all these things, everything is here to make our lives easier. Yet we still struggle with these profound questions. And the reason is because we get sucked into this rat race mentality. And so we're not able to be empowered and fully enlivened in our lives. And so then we have this feeling of emptiness. How many of you listening to the podcast have a feeling of emptiness in your life? You're like, what is the point of all this, right? You're just vegged out in front of the TV or, you know, maybe there's moments of life that you enjoy spending time with your kids or spending time, you know, at church or spending time reading a book, but you really lack this sense of profoundness. And that comes from that rat race mentality and that lack of questioning your higher purpose here on earth. And I'm not talking about a religion. I'm not talking about some type of spiritual or godlike purpose. If that resounds for you, if you're a spiritual person, if you believe in a God, that's okay. And that's great. And that's something that you can look at. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your humanity as a person. And that humanity cannot thrive to its fullest potential that I believe you have. I believe that everyone is born just like a seed with unlimited potential to grow into the biggest, most beautiful, bright, shade tree with fruit and flowers and all this crazy stuff. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant to shine and help others and just be absolutely amazing. But we can't do that if we don't understand the core of it. And that starts with asking ourselves these very, very deep and profound questions and not making a joke out of it. You know, I'm a comedian. I know all about avoiding deep stuff by making jokes, right? I make jokes all the time to avoid. And I know a lot of you guys do too. Maybe you make sarcastic comments or you make, you know, snide jokes about things. But what I'm asking you to do is beyond all the jokes, it's beyond all the BS. I'm asking you to really question your beliefs and think really, really outside of the box. This is, you know, why I chose this name for the podcast. Really, really go outside of the box as far as you can and think, where did this thought come from? Where did this idea come from? Where did this belief about my gender, my ethnicity, my uh, cultural identity, my religious identity, where do these come from? And do I really believe this? Now, a lot of our beliefs are based in the past. And I want to talk about why this is such a bad thing. Um, now, if any of you guys study self-help or transformation, you know, you know, a lot of times they say, well, nothing's bad or good. It's just, uh, it is what it is, right? And we bring the meaning to it. But I hear, you know, as Rosie Tran, I'm going to say this is bad coming from our past. Because what happens when we come from our past is we're not able to really see clearly what's going on. We get a closed-minded point of view. So let me give you guys an example. So say, for example... You have been dumped, right? We've all been dumped. And you get a feeling inside yourself, you know, a belief, let's call it a belief, that you're unlovable, you know. Um, I'm unlovable. This person didn't love me. 
and I'm never going to find anyone again, right? How many of us have felt this way after a breakup? Oh, I'm never going to find anyone again. I'm never going to get, you know, another boyfriend or girlfriend. I'm just never, I'm just unlovable. This sucks, right? I feel like crap. I just, and you're sitting here with your Oreos and your tissues and you're crying and you're just eating Oreos and you're just feeling not good about yourself, right? So you have this belief, you develop this belief that you're just not good enough, right? So in your next relationship, if you don't clear out that BS that I just told you about that belief system about not being good enough and blah, 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 and you know, who's going to love me and all this negative conversation, you're going to bring that into your next relationship, right? So your past is dictating your present. And that's not, I mean, do we really want that, that ickiness from our last breakup to be in our, our current relationship? No, we don't. It's called baggage, right? We all have baggage. Uh, but how many of you have done that? How many of you brought your past baggage into your current relationship? Well, my ex used to do this. So I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of getting hurt again. I'm afraid that's going to happen again. Right? Or, you know, one time I did this, and then I was left at the party and blah, 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 blah. And we just go on and on and on with this negative bullshit, right? So we need to question those things and clear them out, kind of clear out our house and get rid of that that stuff, right? We need to drop the baggage off at the lost and found and just kick it, kick it out. You know, whoever wants to take it can take it, but I'm not keeping it here. So the way to get rid of that baggage is to not focus on it and focus on your current commitment, right? So say your ex dumped you, whatever, he was an asshole, he cheated on you, whatever. So you're in a new relationship with an amazing guy or an amazing girl. And you make a commitment to that person. You say, hey, you know, not a, it doesn't have to be marriage. It doesn't have to be. I know some of you goes, oh, commitment. And your head starts, you know, flaming on fire. I'm not talking about a marriage. I'm just talking about making a commitment to that person that you're going to be a clear space for them. So you're not going to bring up the past. You're not going to say my ex did this. My ex did that. You know, maybe you can say, you know, I've been hurt in the past, but I'm willing to give you a fair chance. And then you just focus on moving forward, right? Always looking forward, always to the future. Because what, what did that, that relationship in the past bring you? Nothing, right? It's over. So what's the point of that? But what happens is we cling to that. We cling to that negative relationship. And then it vid- validates our belief about something, right? So if you have that belief that you're unlovable, you know, this the guy, gal, whatever dumped me, I'm unlovable. And then you bring that baggage into the next relationship. And then you taint your beautiful new relationship with all this baggage. And basically, you self-sabotage the next relationship. So then you validate the belief that you're unlovable, right? Look, it didn't work out again. It didn't work out again. Never works out for me. You know, I don't know what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. And you get into your negative self-talk in your head. So the key with this examining of beliefs is so that we can find out where does it come from? How do we get rid of it? How do we move forward? And, and we really don't want to be tainting our future with our past bullshit, right? A lot of things are tainted with beliefs. In fact, everything is tainted with beliefs, even science, right? So we have this belief that science is this very objective thing, right? We have this belief that science is based on facts and objectivity. But I can tell you right now 
that if I went on Google or if I went to the Library of Congress and, you know, I was looking up studies, I could find, for example, 10 studies that prove, strongly prove, that veganism is the healthiest diet out there, right? That if you do a vegan diet, if you commit to a vegan diet, then you are going to be super, super healthy. And at this very moment in time, I can also find 10 studies probably, right? I'm going to, maybe I'll do this up to the podcast just to see that show that veganism is unhealthy and that you need some meat and that most vegans are malnourished and that they can be, you know, you know, not getting enough protein and all this other stuff, right? And just pick any topic, right? I, ca- I bet I can find contradictory scientific evidence of both beliefs. And this comes from the point that scientists are human beings. And so their scientific research, although it's supposed to be based on objectivity, is based and filtered through their belief system. And so subconsciously, they're going to pick certain, and you would think, how, how would they know? How could they pick studies? How could they pick people? How could they pick, you know, research participants that are going to view with their belief system? Everything that you do, every single thing that you do in your life is filtered through your belief system, through those little glasses that you wear, those subconscious glasses that you wear. And so even as a scientist, it's very difficult to be objective when you have those little rosy colored, little blue colored glasses that that color everything that you're looking at, right? And in addition to that, a lot of science actually reinforces falsities. So what does that mean? What are you talking about, Rosie? How can science reinforce falsities? Okay, so let's let's go way back. Let's let's take uh, shock therapy. So about fifty or sixty years ago, um, it was believed. I say believe because it was you know there was strong scientific research, but I say belief because belief is really the only thing that it is. It's not proven, right? Because nothing can be proven. Um, so there was a belief that sh- electrical shock therapy could cure homosexuality. And, you know, this sounds really, really scary that we were doing this to people, but we were. We believe that electric shock therapy could cure homosexuality and homosexual urges. And whenever a man or a woman would feel homosexual urges, then we would give them an electric shock. And this was considered negative stimulus to discourage them from their illness. Uh, Quote, unquote, I'm not saying homosexuality is illness. I'm saying at the time, this is what we believed. Uh, secure them, quote unquote, of their homosexual tendencies, which at the time in science was believed to be a mental disorder. Okay, now this is science. And I'm not talking about 2000 years ago. I'm talking about 50, 60 years ago, right? So all of the scientists who were getting this information in these trials, all the research that they found reinforced their wrong scientific research. Why? Why does this happen? Because you can only validate what you know. So if you're close-minded, you're going to keep finding evidence to validate your close-mindedness. Right? Anyone know any extreme religious people or extreme uh, people who have very extreme political beliefs? 
right? What happens when you get into an argument with them? They keep trying to prove their point, right? And they have hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of proof. I'm using loose quotations, right? In their mind about why their religion is the true religion or why their political side is the right reason. And a lot of their proof, again, I'm using loose quotations, is, you know, legitimate proof. You know, maybe they'll show some Democrat or some Republican who's an idiot and they'll show some failed policy that didn't work, right? And they may even be right about that information. But because they're so obsessed with their close-minded viewpoint, they just keep validating that close-minded viewpoint. So that happens in science. That happens uh, you know, and then different scientists call each other quack scientists, and then other scientists call each other, you know, extreme scientists, and then, well, this is the mainstream, so this is what's acceptable science. Again, you know, many things 100 years ago who were co- that were considered, quote unquote, acceptable science is now considered completely ridiculous. So I'm not trying to uh, disvalue science. I, I believe in many scientific theorems myself, and many scientific uh you know, um, ideas that are out there. I'm not trying to disprove science. I'm saying that humanity is filtering its information. And so whenever you have anything that's being filtered, you know, it's going to not be completely accurate. And so we all need to question our beliefs, especially things that are considered quote unquote facts right? Certain scientific beliefs or political or religious or whatever. We really need to say, what is the information here? What is the information? Where does it come from? Who is creating this, right? There's a billion, there's a billion dollar pharmaceutical industry right now that has very highly trained and intelligent scientists from the top universities. And they're giving certain information about their medicines and saying that it does xyz so when you say well this is a good medicine you need to say well who says it's good who's the medical team that did the the studies on it and who is paying them where does that come from right because that affects it right we have all these studies from the um dairy lobby that says dairy is absolutely good for you and there's all these studies and it's being paid for by the dairy industry So that's just silly. Of course, the dairy industry wants you to believe that milk is good for you. I'm not saying milk is good or bad, but I'm saying, you know, when you have someone paying for something, there's not going to be any objectivity. And in general, there's no objectivity because all of us have these filters that we're wearing these glasses. So what I want you guys to do is really to go deep and question all of your beliefs, every single thought, even things that you would not even think that you should question. You assume it to be a fact. Many of us make assumptions about things and say, well, this is a fact. Everyone believes this. Well, just because a group of people believe in something doesn't mean it's true, right? There's tons of people out there that believe in all sorts of ridiculous things. That doesn't mean they're true. But, you know, your beliefs tend to be influenced by your society, culture, family, religion, upbringing, whatever. So you're going to be surrounded by people that agree with your beliefs, even if your beliefs are bullshit, right? So you want to get the heck away from everyone you know, and really get in a quiet space and question everything that you know. Now, when I say question, 
I'm not saying it in a negative way. I don't want you guys going around being vigilantes and questioning and mistrusting everyone. I'm not talking about mistrust. And I'm not talking about you've been lied to. Right? Because many people think that the things that they're teaching you are true. Otherwise, they, you know, I'm not telling you to go burn your parents house down and say, well, Rosie Tran from out of the box said you taught me everything that was wrong. No, it's not about right and wrong. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's really no such thing as right and wrong. Because everyone's moral compass comes from their belief system. And again, as we know, everyone's belief system comes from a big hodgepodge of mumbo jumbo. So this is why it's very, very important to sit down with yourself in a quiet space and really question everything that you know to be true, including things that you assume are quote unquote facts or quote unquote scientific facts, especially, especially you scientists. If any scientists are listening, you're shaking your head. Well, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. Pick any subject and go out there and look at the research and the contradictory quote unquote scientific research. And there are studies on both sides all the time that say contradictory information. And so it's very, very important for us, very, very important for us to question those things. In addition to the contradictory information, you know, scientists are human beings just like the rest of us and they are flawed. Their scope of knowledge in one type of science may be limiting their understanding of the full picture of what they're researching. And that happens all the time. There was a story uh, that I read about um, infectious disease during childbirth. And this took place, I think, I'm not, don't quote me, guys. I think it was 1800s and it was about hand washing and how um, there was this one hospital where um, the midwives were washing their hands and the women were surviving longer. And they were not dying in childbirth. And there was another hospital where they were not washing their hands. They weren't midwives. Uh, it was the doctors that were not, you know, washing their hands. And so because they didn't understand at the time uh, about germ distribution, um, you know, they thought it was all a bunch of sorts of things and they didn't understand. And so they were eliminating certain things from their research studies that were not including the understanding of microscopic germs. So that happens all the time, you know. You may be a very brilliant scientist, maybe even you're a Nobel Prize winning scientist, but you can only know what you know because, you know, we're human beings and we have a very limited understanding. We can't know every single thing about every single thing in the world. That would just be absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, your brain would be the size of uh, the planet. So even if you're a Nobel Prize winning scientist, you only know, you know, maybe your specific type of science or you're, you know, maybe you're a physicist and what you're studying doesn't have anything to do with physics, but you think it has to do with physics. So we're very, we're all very narrow-minded, even though we're not trying to be narrow-minded, but we all come from our past understanding of things and our level of expertise, which is narrow. It's a narrow scope. There's no way we can possibly know everything. That's just absolutely ridiculous. And so the more that we learn and read and collaborate with others and collaborate with with other people that may have different knowledge than us because sometimes you know someone may not be very intelligent or seem very intelligent when it comes to a certain area but maybe they have an intelligence in a different level or a different area this happened with my husband and I 
I would get very frustrated with my husband because I did not feel that he was very intelligent. He knows this. I don't, it's not an insult for me to be saying this in, on the air. But once I started getting to know him, what I realized was that he's very, very intelligent. He's very intelligent. But his level of intelligence is laying in a different area than mine. So my husband is very smart. He's very intellectual. And he has a certain level of intelligence when it comes to technical things that I could never do. I'm clueless. I mean, he starts talking about that and my my eyes glaze over. I have a level of intelligence in communication. You know, sometimes he gets flustered and he can't communicate what he's thinking or he's not in touch with his emotions. So we have different levels of intelligence. And so what you want to do in addition to questioning everything, absolutely every thought that comes out of your mind, not to the point, again, where you're insecure, where you don't trust yourself, but just asking yourself in a very neutral way, where does this come from? Where did I get this? When was the first time I believed this? Is this true? Is it not true? Where does it come from? Uh, But to question yourself, and then you want to start getting to know people and interacting with others. You know, I talked about this in the relationships episode, that being in interpersonal relationship is a way for us to learn and grow and the most profound way for us to learn and grow. But also, it's a way for us to expand our spectrum of intelligence, right? There's a saying, two heads are better than one, right? And that's so easy because basically what happens is if you see things only from your perspective, someone else can see things from another perspective and it can help you see the full picture. So the more friends we have, the more close interpersonal relationships we have, the more opinions in the mix, they're, they're going to help us to become more intelligent and more open-minded, even if the relationship is with someone that's close-minded, because that will teach you something about yourself and something about your beliefs and something about your reactions to close-mindedness, right? So all of this is like really, really awesome information. And I want you guys to really look at yourself. This is where the deep stuff is. This is where the juicy stuff is. You know, we're here to be the most amazing people out there. We're not just here to be running around on a hamster wheel, paying bills and, you know, getting through life, surviving. I know a lot of people just survive. I just got to make it to the month. I just got to make it. You're in a fight or flight mentality. That is an LCD mentality, guys. You should know this. What, what does LCD mean? Lowest common denominator, right? We don't want to be in the lowest common denominator. We want to be in the high vibrational thinking right? We want to be thinking deep, profound, intellectual, high vibrational thinking, right? We don't want to just be the lowest common denominator slug just sitting there with a giant slurpy soda and a big beer belly just lottie dying around life. That's not what life is. And if that's your life, you need to reassess your life because you were meant for greatness. You were meant to be absolutely amazing, The end goal here is to pass away and have so many freaking people at your funeral that they have to have multiple services, right? That there's people waiting outside just in lines because you have touched so many lives. So if you're like, Rosie, how do I get started with that? I'm kind of isolated right now. I'm kind of like sitting in my, my house and I only have like three friends and, you know, I haven't really done anything. 
This is awesome. So we start taking on our beliefs and we start taking on our life. And then we go to the next level, which is taking on the world. And we can't do it if we're disempowered sitting around in rat race mentality. So we want to get empowered so we can become the author of our life, not the reader. We're not reading a book about someone else's life. We're actually writing what happens, right? We're not floating around on this river or raft with no paddle. We're actually in a canoe with a paddle and a team helping us row and we're going towards our goals. And that's how you live an absolutely amazing life. And that's the first place you start is looking at your beliefs, questioning your beliefs and trying to see in what areas are you closed-minded. And I talked about this a little bit in blind spots. I talked to you guys about blind spots and I talked to you guys a little bit about getting out of the rat race. Um, I know some of you have emailed me with more specific tips, uh, questions, and that will be a future podcast. I may uh, do a podcast on the stock market as well. I'm not sure. But um, keep sending me the feedback, guys. Send me an email at info at outoftheboxpodcast.com if you have any questions on life, love, relationships, money, anything, because we're here to live a whole and amazing and wonderful life. Um, Check out our sponsor, hugmetees.com. Spread love, give a hug, hugmetees.com. As always, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and guys, go on iTunes, leave a positive comment. If you've already done it, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. You're the best. Um, Tell a friend. If you enjoy the podcast, tell a friend. A lot of people still don't understand podcasting and they don't know about podcasting. Uh, My sister doesn't know what a podcast is. So, you know, go and share with people. Let them know, hey, this is is a really cool thing called podcasting and you can listen to it when you're stuck in traffic or listen to it when you're on the train in the morning or listen to it when you're jogging at the gym and get information, get motivation. Um, So that's it, guys. This has been Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Follow me on Twitter at Funny Rosie and I'll see you guys next episode.